All right, because three is a crowd. I'm here today once again, as always, in the blockhouse with Kelly. How's it going today, Kelly? I feel weird. Woo! I drank too much coffee, and I feel kind of sick. You know when you drink too much coffee and you don't eat enough, and then you're all like jittery, but then also you don't have any energy because it's like you're everything's inverted. It's like you did too much, and now it's up. It's bad. Hi, how are you? I'm doing great too. I also feel pretty strung out and high <laughs> uh, from not from drugs, but from caffeine. Lots and lots of caffeine. Someone needs to edit these goddamn shows. <laughs> Shows, you say. <laughs> I say. Shows, I say. This, Kelly, if you didn't know, is Sign on the Window. Oh. This is a Bob Dylan podcast, but not a typical one. No. Kelly and I spend a week with a Bob Dylan song of any era chosen at random. And during the week, we create a public playlist on Spotify based around the song, its title, its theme, what have you. And at the end of the week, we get together to discuss it as a piece of music, as a piece of art, as a piece of history. Uh, and as a piece of some kind of portal to a different world or a different future. And while we talk about the song's context and its relation to Bob Dylan and the wider music world, we also explore the effects on us today, 18, 14, 39 years after the song has been released. I have been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly has heard roughly the same number of songs as the standard length of an NBA court. And this week... We are going back to 2001's Love and Theft Summer Dance. It's hard. It goes in order. Summer days, summer nights are gone. Summer days and summer nights are gone. I know a place where there's still something going on. All right, Kelly, we spent the entire week listening to Bob Dylan and listening to Summer Days off of 2001's Love and Theft. How was your week with Summer Days, Summer Nights Are Gone? Do, 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 do. Summer Days. It's better summer. now. <laughs> with your rendition, I enjoy that. Uh, Bob Dylan does Rockabilly, or I would like to introduce mm. Rockabobby. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now we're talking. Uh, which is fun. I mean, I, I like Rockabilly as a genre. Although I did, for some reason, my brain just slipped into Duquesne Whistle. So like now oh, yeah. I keep thinking like this song is that song for some reason. Though they're not similar. They'd have like a same like upbeat kind of guitar yeah. sound. So the I'm having tempo a sound, hard we'll time talk remembering that. But it's it's good. I like Rockabilly. Yeah. It's Rockabobby, you mean. So, I'm so sorry. I already forgot my own branding. Jesus. Yeah. The song is uh, it's pretty great. It follows Mississippi on... Love and Theft. So it's instantly like from greatness to, I wouldn't say the song is great. It's not my favorite song in the world, but you got to love the guitar. You got to love the feeling. And surprisingly, to my astonishment, actually, I kind of like know all the words and I just instinctively sing it. There there might actually be a story So in, in this song. Oh, I would love for you to tell me what uh, that is. Because you. I have no idea. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll get there. Sure. We'll get there. This song itself was recorded. In May of 2001, between May 8th and May 19th, 2001, at Clinton Recording Studios in New York City, we got Bob Dylan on guitar, Charlie Sexton on guitar, Larry Campbell on guitar, uh, also mandolin, banjo on the record, Augie Myers on keyboards and accordion. I don't think there's any accordion in this. Tony Garnier on bass and David Kemper on drums. Summer Days was the first song recorded. We're getting a lot of those this year. First song hmm. recorded for the record. You know, Lily, we just did Lily Rose oh, yeah. and the Jack of Hearts. First song, you know, technically, quote unquote, written for Blood on the Tracks. Uh, this song was the the first and recorded first uh, on May 8th in five takes. However, we've only heard the one take. 
Uh, it's the first time since the 1980s uh, with Love and Theft that he actually created a record with his touring band. So that's pretty interesting. He's done that now consistently with great success. So, oh, the, so he does. He records with the guys on the Neverending Tour. Yeah. Or? So they just went right in the studio. Okay. So before he would he would just do it with a musicians that were hired essentially the ones living closest to the recording studio at the time exactly <laughs> or, or experimenting with the randos uh, you know bringing in i mean we haven't the, talked about under the red sky but i mean you got slash on there like oh you've got God. yeah you've got crazy isn't that the nursery rhyme one that's the nursery rhyme one he got he got slash for the nursery yeah, we, rhyme one? i think the God. is it the one with the animals no, never mind. Isn't didn't we do one? Oh, that's God, like... Wiggle Wiggle. Remember Wiggle Wiggle? The meme. As oh a meme? yeah! Jesus. Wow, we haven't we, we haven't even gotten Wiggle Wiggle yet. Uh, never even mentioned Wiggle Wiggle. Wiggle, Wiggle, Wiggle. But no, wasn't there like a, a farm animal one? There was no, definitely like uh, a the yeah, snake. Yeah, God gave names to all the animals. That's it. That's, that's it. from 1979. Oh, what the fuck ever. This song has actually been played a lot. He's played this 885 times from October 2001 to August of 2018 so there's a good chance that you might hear this if you get to see him now bob dylan's just ended his summer tour uh in in our time uh so far he's not released new tour dates what Mm -hmm. the hell bob you better be coming to the united states of america special pod update when we get to actually see him oh i say if he comes anywhere like in the western half of the country we should just make a little yeah thing of it for sure uh but he'll definitely come to portland He'll definitely come to the Pacific Northwest. I mean, he'll do like the Gorge or something like oh, that, sure. but it won't be like okay. in our backyard. Oh, well, that's a missed opportunity for him. Or, it's a perfect venue. I mean, honestly, uh, there yeah. was a literal seven-hour dance competition oh, across the street from our house yesterday. Seven hours. I had a headache all day. I mean, at about two o'clock, I was like, it's, this is going to end because I was feeling a little sick. You might hear it a little in my voice. And I was like, I don't know if I can even record. And then the dance thing happened, which is like expected on a saturday in the summer we live across from a city park but then it just kept going Mm -hmm. and it kept going Mm -hmm. to the point where i had to look up what the fuck is happening and it was yeah this dance see i didn't look it up but i just know because i could hear the mc being like next up we've got whoever versus whoever and they would count down and do their stuff and i was like and then yeah i put two and two together okay it's a dance competition and let me tell you a lot of dance music has the same beat. And when, even though it's across the street from my house and we could hear the music pretty clearly, what you do hear, just like a drone slowly killing your spirit, is just. For it's real tough. Seven hours. Yeah. And for the most part, it really wasn't even recognizable songs. Like, I mean, no. I think that they played, they played a Tupac song, like nearing nine o'clock oh yeah right like, at the end great. of the now night they're like play something they're like playing bell biv devoe and they're playing yeah. um fucking boys to men i was like cool where was this where was this where was this Because before you were just doing some garbage shit oh yeah so sorry listener had to get that off our chest my yeah. god that was one of the worst experiences <laughs> i mean because i'm fine with like some band playing for the farmer's market right for like two hours in the afternoon but man nine o'clock there we we live here people li- people <laughs> live no one here. thinks that people live here <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of our fault, you know, on three, on three sides, essentially, there's no one. And this wasn't an abandoned park. house for a long time. So it's like, sure. people shouldn't live here. And there's a but bookstore. There it's confusing. The, like all, all around us is businesses. And then there's this one house that used to be abandoned. But do you think that we're absorbing the blow for the house behind us? Like the house behind us must clearly hear the same oh, yeah. shit we're hearing. I don't know. What the I'm whole saying. The block has got to be fucking livid or just like. <laughs> I'm used to this, whatever. I think it's the price you pay for living in a house with a yard that's kind of cheapish. 
for oh, the my, area. Your front yard is the city park. You want, it's beautiful. You That's why I'm saying. Perfect. Bob Dylan, please come to the Beaverton City Park. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, come to the Beaverton City Park. <laughs> so, so you liked the music. Yeah. It, it got it you through your, your work day, mm-hmm. got you through your, your live life. My live That's, life. Yeah. It didn't do any good for my dead life, but my live mm. life, it was fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty forgettable. It's one of those ones that just kind of washed over me, it but is. I didn't hate it. So that's the thing. It's like, there's a level, right? It's either songs that aren't super affecting. Yeah. And that's either great or so, I mean, like, negative. Compare this to yeah, Lily Rosemary. I, I think both of them are exactly the same in that they have just a standard underlying beat that we're going on. Whatever mm. it is, we just Disagree. decide what it is and then we put words to it. Okay, that sure there is a similarity there. However, oh, I would rather Oregon. that's what I would rather listen to this for eternity than listen to that. So, yikes! <laughs> yikes! Anyways, Bob Dylan uh, wanted more up tempo songs. So, on um, time out of mind, it's a very slow record. We just listened to Not Dark Yet. A lot of that record is very slow, very moody. We've listened to um, Cold Irons Bound as well. Mm-hmm. I think we can describe it as kind of a moody, dark record. Uh, he wanted up-tempo songs, and the very first songs he recorded to make sure he fucking had them were up-tempo songs. Uh, he recorded this ver- first. Uh, the album's opener, Tweedledum and Tweedledee, or I'm sorry, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, you know, fuck them, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, our very first episode, Honest With Me, which if you remember oh, yeah. back to that, it's kind of the same, mm-hmm. just kind of the same riff, the, the 12-bar blues just over and over, just a different iteration on all the stuff. Um yeah, he said that he didn't want to do any solo stuff. Like people, he said something to the effect of people don't buy my records for solos and for guitar work and stuff oh, like that. Gotcha. They buy it for, um, he I said. You meant him by himself, not like doing guitar solos. Don't, yeah, just get solos in general. He said, quote, nobody buys them for, to hear solos. What I try to do instead is to make sure that the instrumental sections are dynamic and are extensions of the overall feeling of the song. Hmm. And we've talked about the feeling of the song before. Like, what does that mean? What does that imply? Now, this is a long, this is a long song and it's a lot of verses. I mean, it's as yeah. many verses as Lily Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Shorter, because it's not as long of verses. It's a faster song, um, but it's still pretty wild. Yeah, I can't remember what the song sounds like again already because I just hear Duquesne whistle because it fits right in it. Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. What do you think about his vocals? On this, I don't, I, it's old Bob. It sounds pretty similar. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually really like his vocals. Yeah, I think they're fun. I don't think they stand out as particularly bad versus the way his voice sounds during this time. Yeah, and I actually think the charm is actually from it. Like, I think, again, some of the turns of phrases hmm. that he has are actually um, better for his vocals. I mean, he makes a point of, like, Bob used to set aside time because he wasn't touring all the time. And then he would go into the studio and do it. But here he and he's been doing this ever since. He's just been touring like crazy and then going in to record a record. Like I wouldn't be shocked right now. They've ended their tour in Europe. He is coming home. He's probably gonna make a record. Hmm. I mean, I would hope so. I hope so. I mean, he's released something. Twenty seventeen was the last yeah. release. Release. So I wouldn't be shocked if it's time for hopefully a proper new record, which would be fucking awesome. Um, but he kind of just goes to tour, voices ragged, and just puts that raggedness to. To record but i think that's part of the thing if if this idea is him as a working musician going out into the world then you've got to have his voice like that right that's what you're hearing every night <laughs> like it or not that's yeah. what you're fucking hearing um 
he also wanted to to go back to playing it live. Um, we talked about uh, Chris Shaw. He worked with him for the very first time on Things Have Changed, episode 61, uh, in 1999. This is two years before this was, was recorded in 2001. Uh, Chris Shaw said, quote, 85% of the sound on this record is the band spilling into Bob's mic because he'd sing live in a room with the band without headphones. Bob wanted to give the live sound of the band he had at the time. Bob wanted to get the live sound of the band that he had at the time. Just get a whole band in the room playing. Hmm. Live music is the way to go. Yeah, just nobody does that anymore. So it's really nice. And we've talked about that multiple times. Yeah, so what's the song about? What do you think the song's about? I honestly, I have an idea. Because, I mean, I guess it, it's loosely, it's just all over the place. I can't tell if it's things that sound good together. Like these, I want to put these phrases together because they sound good. It's like a park bench song. A little bit, yeah. I I don't think that there's a through narrative of it. I mean, there's a girl kind of that in the wedding, so maybe that's part. I I have no fucking idea. Yeah, I think it's also like um, there's a lot of. I mean, there's not a lot, but I think the very it sort of sets it up by like summer days, summer nights are gone. Like uh, we talk about a lot of with Bob Dylan, especially now with like nostalgia, thinking on the past. You know, you got this old Cadillac and you're driving it fast and all that kind of stuff. I think that he, I think it's like a meditation on aging and like fads passing you by, but like they weren't fads to you. You know, I mean, today we see people all, all day long walking around with, you know, their digipets and wearing their Jinko jeans. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is just a staple of, of life, you know, yeah. listening to their Scott punk, you know, it's just, you don't want to let it go. Cause it wasn't a fad, you know, like for, to, to those people with their digipets, their Jinko jeans, listening to real big fish. It wasn't a fad. This was their life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like on some level, I, a little bit, not totally, but I think not so much this song, but kind of, I think like a little bit of love and theft, the, that that's kind of an idea. Like there's something here. It might not be understood by somebody, but I feel it, but I don't know if we would feel it. Cause we're not part of that generation. And it is an old man singing these songs. Well, I think it's really informative that he's like, I intentionally want to make more upbeat songs because you did dark, knock doctor yet. Uh, obviously he was dealing with death very specifically and like coming to terms with like, this is it, man. This is the end of my life. And for him to be like, fuck it. You know what? I'm not dead yet. Let's just come on. Come on. Let's have fun. It's rock a Bobby. 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 That's what's going on. So I do, however, think that there is a semblance of a story here. There didn't seem to be a through line. It really seemed disconnected. Let's get you out of story. Please. Summer days are ending. Sure. Okay, well. He knows a place where there's still something going on. He, he's got a house and hogs. Follow. It's not going to be this the whole time, I promise. <laughs> he's got house on a hill and hogs out in the yard, you know. Uh, he's also got a long-haired woman with royal Indian blood. Don't yeah, know yeah. Don't right. know what's going yeah. on with that. Uh, I just about wrote, blood. what? In all... about blood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, then, then next, next image. We're lifting our glasses. Uh, so... There's a wedding later, but is this part of the wedding? You know, because usually we're giving a toast. Sure. Well, it could be uh, a rehearsal he, dinner. Sure. Is he the best man? For me, after he, after he proposes the toast to the king, we do the flashback like we normally do. Um, like, because that's a very convenient mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. device for us while we're trying to plot these narratives because he is now just like, just like a woman or whatever, staring into... He's staring into the past. He's staring into this other life. So now we've gone backwards in time. Hard cut. Was it all a dream? Was it a distant memory? Was it like the the scar that the sun didn't heal from Not Dark Yet? We have him driving in his Cadillac. The girls are telling him he's a worn out star, which is hilarious, by the way. I mean, 
come on, Bob. That's that's some great self-referential shit. That's very yeah. funny. Um, but he's loaded, like Bob Dylan is, spending all of his money because uh, he's in despair. And we realize... Whoever the narrator is, like, disdainfully having to attend the wedding of a former flame. Yes. Right? And so he, while giving the toast begrudgingly to this, right. this new group pairing with his his former flame and this new shitty businessman king figure how can you stand up to some old business man? yeah exactly right. uh he's thinking about their time together and how true maybe they got married before right is that what it is because wedding bells are ringing so is this the new wedding or, or is this their old yeah, yeah. See, that's the thing. so do we, do we go off in the future or not so we're back to the wedding uh, which we should be worried because what look good in the day So yeah, you're either commenting on their marriage or someone else's the, the marriage between the businessman and the love interest or the narrator and the and, love interest. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Who, who can say? So maybe it is the woman in the businessman's marriage and he was invited to the wedding. He might have been giving the toast, which was out of order. So we've got mm-hmm. a flashback and now we're back to the beginning and he finds her and he tells her that he's happy for her. And so she holds his hand, looks in his eyes and she recognizes the history there too. And she's like, she softens because she didn't want to invite him to the wedding, but she did. That's why it's not the wedding of them. It's the mm-hmm. wedding between the businessman and right, right, right. her. And she says, you can't repeat the past. And the narrator grips her hand tight and says, as the announcement of the newlyweds first dance comes over the PA, what do you mean you can't? Of course you can. And we think, maybe she's going to run off with him. Hard cut. (laughs) He's fleeing the wedding. His fine clothes are ripped off. You know, he's pulled out his tie and all that kind of stuff. And he's talking to himself. Where do you come from? Where do you go? And his mind replies, sorry, that's nothing that you need to know. To which he pleads, well, my back's been to the wall so long, it seems like it's been stuck. And then he lashes out at at the girl at his perceived target. Why don't you break my heart one more time just for good luck? The engine vrooms down the the open plane. He's using Dem carburetors. I tell you. Eight. But there's too much. He's too much. Run out of gas. He doesn't have any gas. What's, what happens when you have eight carburetors in the car? I don't know. How Famously, many carburetors do you One. Need? And, and only if you're driving a car before the 1980s. So all the gas is being used <laughs> by the carburetors. I don't know. He stalled. He stalled. Yeah, well. What are you going to do? He's walking down the road. Dogs are barking, but he's so lost inside of his mind that he thinks there must be someone around. Un- misunderstanding that he is the person that's around. He's in unfamiliar territory. And the dogs are alerting someone to his presence, not that someone else is around him. So then he's confronted as to why he's here. The stranger says, speak now or hold your peace. Gun. Jesus. Loaded. (laughs) (laughs) Brazenly, our narrator says, if it's information you want, you can get it from the police. Mic drop. Mic drop. He wrestles the gun away from the stranger. He kills the stranger. Oh, my God. You've been rolling your eyes. It's a reference to his eyes rolling back. The dead guy's eyes rolling back. Uh, His aside about politics and sucking the blood out of the genius of generosity is his cover for murder. If 
it's the fault of politicians and society at large for sucking out the goodwill of people and turning them into enemies uh, that brought him out to confront a stranger just walking down the road. And he comes out with his gun loaded. So fuck this society that's going to come out and try to kill me for walking down a road. I'm just trying to walk down a road. So he shook. He's standing by God's river. Soul is shaken. He's lost his girl. He's taken a life. He asks his love, which could be the girl. It could be God. It could be the river itself to give him a break. He settles by the river for the night. He's leaving in the morning just as soon as the dark clouds of his mind left. I'm breaking the roof in, set fire to the places as a parting gift, which could be metaphorical, or he could actually be heading off to the newlyweds house to burn it down. But either way, we repeat the, the uh, opening verse. He gets his shit in order. He feeds the river, the body of the stranger, and he says goodbye to his past either by murder, more murder, because he got a taste for it, or just by running away, going off to the next town. Wow. That's what happened. You don't think that the politician in jogging shoes that he murders in cold blood is the, the king? See, but I, but the, I don't think that that's disconnected. I, I, that's why the song doesn't work, because that line to me makes no sense. Which one? The politician guy yeah, in the jogging, jogging shoes? Yeah, jogging shoes makes no... Where is it? That's just words. Those are just words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, be, oh, or he just like the... like. Look, look at my pun. He's got on jogging shoes. Must be running for an office. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like <laughs> yeah. that. Bob was like, where do I put this? Here. And I think people, during the creation of, of this record, it wasn't that he was changing lyrics so much as adding verses. Mm-hmm. And this is a classic added verse. Gotcha. I wouldn't be shocked if this one was not part of the fucking show. I think this is the most random verse of the whole lot of well, them. Well, yeah, because otherwise it seems to be about an interpersonal conflict. And then, and then all of a sudden like, it's just like, here's my little aside about politics. Aren't these stupid politicians? <laughs> Bullshit. Like, yeah, Bob, yeah. They, they fucking suck, right? Just need what? to interject this But now this we're going to God's quick. River? Like, what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> so all I can do is deduce that there's like... And what is God's river? Apparently there is a God's river in Manitoba. So there's great stuff online about like, what is this about? Hmm. And we're like following it to Manitoba. We're following it. The Roy- the Indian blood, like the Cree Indians are up, are up there on God's river. Hmm. So it could be something crazy about that, which makes no sense. Cause ain't nobody driving a Cadillac car in fucking Northern Manitoba. Like none of this <laughs> makes any sense. It's kind of like you're doing what we did for Duquesne whistle where we're like, well, it's about a tornado, but there's nothing to indicate a tornado. Yeah. But we kind of know that a tornado happened. And like, there's enough there. Um, I mean, you can, I, that's why this song is fun because you can do what I just did and just make shit up. Yeah. And create a stranger. I mean, that stranger came out of nowhere. He doesn't have a gun. Why does he have a gun? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cause he has to have a gun. I'm glad that you murder, make something murder Bob. Well, yeah. Murder Bob. And this is another great, um, you know, song of references. You know, I'm standing on the table proposing the toast to the King. Who else could be the King? Elvis. Elvis. Okay. <laughs> why not? Uh, He's done it before. (laughs) What what good are you anyway if you can't stand up to some old businessman? This, uh, we've talked about uh, Henry Timrod when we talked about when the deal goes down a couple weeks ago. Well, part of Love and Theft's lore is there's a Japanese uh, novel by Junichi Saga called Confessions of a Yakuza, which Bob Dylan apparently read and loved. Uh, It's a firsthand account of the Yakuza. Saga in in the book asks, do you think I could call myself a Yakuza if I couldn't stand up to some old businessman? (laughs) Straight lifted from that. Uh, What looks good in the day at night is another thing, as is um, 
paraphrased from The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. Quote, it is awfully hard to be hard-boiled about everything in the daytime, but at night is another thing. <laughs> the line, she say, you can't repeat the past. I say, you can't. What do you mean you can't? Of course you can. Is from The Great Gatsby. You can't repeat the past. Can't repeat the past, he cried incredulously. Why, of course you can. I'm going to fix everyone just the way it was before, he said, nodding determinately. She'll see. Which is ironic, because if you remember, we when we listened to Highway 61 Revisited, Episode 50. There's a line in Ballad of a Thin Man talking about the clueless Mr. Jones. He thinks himself well-read because he's read all of F. Scott Fitzgerald's books. Hmm. And that's the author of The Great Gatsby. So. Oh. And as I said before, God's River is Northern America. So it's kind of an own on himself, right? Because like you're, you're directly quoting Great Gatsby, but you make fun of people. Who, who read F. Scott Fitzgerald. So you, you just don't, <laughs> so your, you just burned yourself. Uh, God's river. Like we said, Northern Manitoba. And then I'm breaking in the roof, setting fire as a parting gift. I love that shit. Uh, also from confessions of a, who's a uh, break the roof in splash kerosene over the floor and let a fuse from the outside. So break the roof in. I mean, I've never heard that, that turn of yeah. phrase. So the fact that breaking the roof in, come on, come on, Bob. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite lines of the whole thing. I love, the, the, when the girls say you're a worn out star, I think that's hilarious. Uh, Standing some old businessman, of course. Um, the whole can't repeat the past is really great. But one, one that we didn't even mention because uh, it didn't fit in nicely to my story is I got a hammer ring and pretty baby, but the nailing going down. Love it. I yeah, just love the that's what way I'm saying. I feel like it's that. a lot of just like, I have some pretty good lines. I don't really know how to put it together, so I just will. I, right. And <laughs> I fucking love that. And yeah. now I'm like, that dude's got to have a hammer, not a fucking gun. It's got to be a hammer. Mm. fucking Bob's fucking murdering dude with a hammer go out in the public and people are like what's your deal if it's information you want you can get it from the police oh I guess because he's done a crime I get it now well he didn't at that point in my story he was just walking down the road okay sure but he's being confronted but like otherwise how is that an answer to anything why would the police just innately know what you've done unless it was a crime or it's the future security state big brother oh jeez oh no so Kelly does this song uh, still Work in 2019. Well, you was talking about how it's like just great lines stitched together. That's all it is. You and I went to go see Wicked earlier this ah. week for the first time. I've never like other than Define Grabby, I never heard any of the songs, never like know anything about the play. And there is a line in one of the songs for good where it says, who can say if I've been changed for the better, but because I knew you, I know I've been changed for the good. And I'm like, that's what a fucking perfect line. It's like, if I wrote that line, I would just like, I don't care where I'm putting it. I'm just putting it in a song. I don't care what the song's about. I'm just throwing it in there. So I'm going to make a musical around it. Yeah, Fuck exactly. It. The rest of it will be garbage, but when that line comes out, boom. Redemption. Yeah, because uh, yeah, the rest of it was trash beyond that, right? No, that was a joke. That was a really good play. It was just it doesn't matter.
just throwing shit together. <laughs> I think if you're Bob Dylan on some level, you have so many fucking songs, man. You yeah. gotta just be like, and if you're, and if, and if the stated goal is to write some up tempo songs, and all of them are sprawling long songs, then you gotta, you gotta put some filler in there. Just gotta, <laughs> you gotta try, you gotta bulk it out, right? And I feel like it just gets away from you on some level. You don't need that many verses, man. You just don't need that many. And I think that he kind of tempers that honestly with like. Uh, you want to say that for Tempest, but man, some of those Tempest songs, Tempest alone is, I think, like 24 verses, oh and it's God. like 13 minutes. I mean, there's Highlands from uh, Time Out of Mind, which is 16 minutes long, and that's epic, but it is this. I mean, it's the same thing. That's Bob Dylan. It's it's a compelling enough song underneath. Well, we'll fucking see when we get there, because you yeah. would say that about Lily Rosemary and the Jack of Hearts, and I would disagree. But you talked about it. For an hour and a half. Sure did. So compelling it was. <laughs> Would you listen to it again? Maybe not. And um, I think I think that's kind of the case here. Yeah, I think musically, Rockabilly, if you don't like it. Rockabobby. Sorry, Rockabobby. If, you, if you're not a fan, could like kind of be limiting in that you think mm. of the 50s. Uh, I mean, because that's... It's got the vibe, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I like Rockabilly, and I think that you know it had a big revival in the late 90s, um, and so that it doesn't feel super dated to me. And that I don't necessarily feel limited in it. So I think I think it works. I yeah. mean, it's just like an up-tempo, easy song. It's really, really easy to digest this music, this style of music. And that, like I said, it's, it's unaffecting for better or worse. So it doesn't make you feel any certain way that we're any certain time. So I feel like it just does Did it work. make you feel like you were in summer, though? No. Yeah. I, the <laughs> no, the no, irony of it all. Yeah. It's like you think of, uh, you know, summer songs. Uh, this isn't up there for me. Well, I, mean, I would argue that it's, it's not a summer song. It's an autumn song, right? Because summer nights are gone. Summer, I know. Summer nights are That's gone. true, I guess. Shit, we didn't slide into autumn. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and it's funny because we slip slid down into summer last year. Right. And this song features God's River. This could have been part of our slip and slide down into summer. And it could have been the perfect end to summer because... It's autumn. We really fucked up. Yeah, we did. I say we just go back to episode 53 and just restart from there. Oh, my God. Please. Just kind of like. Redo all the songs in the same order, everything. Well, no, but yeah, move this one down and then we'll just go from there. Mm. So then it will be, I think after that was music video month. So we'll just do (laughs) Do, another. Do that again. (laughs) Starting with subterranean and going. No, thank you. What if we were forced to do that? Some hellish. Would you? That would be hell. Like we had to redo 50 songs. Yeah. Please don't. Oh, that'd be horrible. No. Did you know that we're a real podcast, Kelly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thought of being more of a podcast is scary, but you can follow us along as we contemplate that existential thought on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the regular places, patreon.com. If you want to give us some money, <gasps> slash SFTW pod everywhere. So cool. And as we mentioned at the top of the show, we do a Spotify playlist every single week and this week is no different. So each week we make a playlist, which is in our show notes. It's also searchable on Spotify by putting SOTW after the name of the song. Welcome back to the playlist. Hold Steady. Love that song. Constructive Summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waxahachie. Refused. Hell yeah. Deftones for the second week in a row. Yeah. Also that album cover, which is like the girl. She's like naked girl. Because mm. yeah. oh, that's all, that was their first like hit, My yeah. Own Summer. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Shove it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. I love it. <laughs> oh God. 
the Wonder Years, Dismantling Summer, uh, Minus the Bear, of course, Summer Angel had to go oh, yeah. on there. Uh, Gold Link, first time in two years. Wow, man. Yeah, and uh, Take It Back Sunday, first time also in a very long time. Welcome to the playlist, first time in Sign on the Window World. Uh, Charlie Patton, Brockhampton, The Drums, The Cleaners from Venus, uh, Jai Wolf, A Ra Z O Na. There's a lot of spaces in ah. Arizona, uh, Childish Gambino, and Dirty Vegas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had to do it to you. Yeah, that was, uh, that was mm, fun. Mm, mm. That was yesterday for seven hours. I know. I know. Jesus. Yeah, it's, it was having that flashback listening to it today. It's was, it was terrible. Summer days, summer recommendations are in order. We're almost done. It's it's early September. Are you Lots doing a pun? A we just did a whole episode on summer. I know, it's but summer. like some are. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. You're about to go on a road trip. Yes, okay. About to go on a road trip. And uh, I need some some road trip jams. Nice. Sluder Kenny came out with an album after four years, apparently. 2015. Gosh. 2015, yeah. Uh, Center on Hold. It's a different record. Yeah. And I will say that it kind of makes sense why Janet Wise left the band. Uh, I also recommend it as well. And if yes. you want to hear us talk about it more, we are going to be on Patreon talking about yes at length. Patreon.com slash SOTW pod for the real lowdown. For the real lowdown. For all of our stuff. For this and everything, this whole episode is going to be, we talked about stuff for a long time. Right. And we've got some, you know, some strong opinions. Maybe not some salty, spicy takes, but... But we talk about it enough. And if you want to hear some tracks from it and kind of get up into the vibe, that's going to be the best too. But I also recommend that as well. Yeah. Cosine. Say the Menu podcast, which I also stole mm. from Daniel. I recommend that as well. Uh, James A. Caster, Ed Gamble, British funny podcast. So funny. Avengers at a game. Pass. That's my take. Succinctly. 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 Listen to a friend explain it to you. It's a better movie. It's better than watching the movie. Yeah, so good. Detective Pikachu. Recommend. Low Go key. watch it. Low Fantastic. It so good. Amazing animation. You want to hear us talk about the, 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 the CGI effects? Patreon. Patreon.com. <laughs> I recommend Slater Kinney. Center on hold, obviously. Original. Menu. So original. I guess I'm CCing that. I'm CCing <laughs> off menu podcast. I also recommend Hold Steady, Thrashing Through the Passion, uh, Off With Their Heads, keeping with the tradition of uh, random 90s bands coming out with like maybe their best work they've ever done. Strung out last week, Off With Their Heads this week, Be Good. So fucking great. Highly recommended. A band called Oso Oso, Basking in the Glow. 
uh, great lyrics um, for anybody just, you know, trying to find their way, that kind of shit. And then we talk um, explicitly about the 1619 Project from the New York Times. Uh, basically just uh, not all of the pieces or anything, which you can do. They also have a podcast out there in the world that I highly recommend. If you're listening to people talk about it and you're like, man, this guy sounds like a dumb piece of shit, they probably are because anybody who's not willing to talk about American history or American slavery or just just anything, just looking in the, the eye of the beast at all is not worthy of your time. So I recommend actually not listening to shit on Twitter and fucking going and reading the 1619 Project that came out Wednesday a couple weeks ago but then showed up on the Sunday New York Times magazine. And we talked explicitly about Wesley Morris's uh piece in the new in the 1619 project called forged in bondage black music is the sound of freedom that might be titled now why is everyone stealing black music so kind of ties into a lot of conversations we've had patreon.com slash patreon. and if you want to listen to us talk about it for about a half an hour patreon.com slash sotw pod you can pay for it one dollar will get you one dollar otherwise if you're listening to this out of time you can probably find it because it'll be available to you after about a maybe we'll see if i remember how to do days summer nights are gone and that's the end of this wonderful podcast today but it's not the end of the podcast in general because we're so close to 100 you keep saying that we keep i mean it's like i can i can kind of taste it i can taste it i don't know what it tastes like yet because i have like a head injury and i can't taste <laughs> i can't taste much you know it's a pod you podcast for 100 episodes it's like beating yourself, your, your head into a wall. Also, it's not just been 100 episodes. Let's be fair to us. It's been oh. more like almost 200, probably not almost 200, I but mean, at least like 150. Got, it's got to be more than that. I mean, we were doing three a week when we were talking what? about the aforementioned song we do not talk about anymore. Remember that time? We were recording three episodes a week. How? It makes me want to throw up now. <laughs> but that's probably the gin and tonics from gin and tonic summer. Hey. Summer though, not over. But you know what time it is though? Because we did the springtime slide into summer, slide into fall, whatever I said last week, <laughs> it is time for our annual get together where we talk about a specific artist. We've been talking about who we wanted to do for a long time. And I think we had a lot of people in mind, Joni Mitchell, Dave Van Ronk. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got real crazy with some of them, but I think it just kind of landed in our lap. We'll go ahead and unveil it now. We're actually going to talk about Robert Johnson. Tune in to the episodes <laughs> coming up. So next week we're going to talk a lot about Robert Johnson. So if you're familiar with Woody Guthrie month or the band month, what we basically do is we are going to pick songs that are tangentially related to Bob Dylan. And we're going to sort of talk about them with our artist in mind, but then we're going to have a mixed up confusion afterwards where we talk about them in whatever sort of context. Last time we did a bunch of band albums, but famously Robert Johnson was not alive to, to, to be a part of the LP as a concept. So there, there are no albums per se to talk about, except for the ones that people have created 
posthumously. So we're going to talk about Robert Johnson as the man. We're going to talk about him as the uh, as a musician that people like Bob Dylan, Dave Van Ronk, and many, many others have come to love, and the myth himself. So we're going to have three episodes this September where we're going to dive into that. So next week, Kelly, I already know what the song is, but I would love for you to indulge me. And, you know, guess guess what you think song we're going to do. Do you want me to discuss the song? Uh, wasn't there one about a highway and he's on the side of the road? I guess it's that one. Crossroads? Yeah. See you at the crossroads so you won't be lonely. 100% that that song is going to be on our playlist. Um, <laughs> then I win. I actually, I was in, um, I was driving, oh God, it would have been in uh, Klamath Falls, Oregon. Oh shit. And um, we had just been to Crater Lake and we got a hotel in Klamath Falls, one of the worst experience. Klamath Falls, one of the worst places I've ever been in my life. Direct TV. That's what? all you know about there is that they had a Direct TV call center there. Oh, at really? one point. Yeah. Really? Wow, that's some insider knowledge. I didn't mm. know that. <laughs> no, we parked our car and we went in to try out our hotel. It's like a motel room or whatever, you know, just like outside. You park in front of your room, and right next to us was a Bone Thugs and Harmony van. I will definitely post that in our show notes, one hundred percent in the show notes for this episode. Just like. I don't know if it was them. It was big enough where it's like I could conceivably see a bunch of guys like getting into the van and like going and touring or whatever. But it was small enough where you're like, how? How are people in this van? It's a van, but it's got the Bone Thugs and Harmony like painted on it. Maybe like, it's just somebody who really was into that. I mean, that's crazy in and of itself. Who does that? Wait, are you saying like you thought the Bone Thugs and Harmony happened to be staying at the same shitty motel as you were in It Klamath wasn't shitty. Halls? It wasn't nice. shitty. Excuse nice me. It wasn't motel. nice. <laughs> it was the middle of the road. Where's the line? It was the middle of the road. It was It was exactly where you want to stay at in Klamath Falls. Okay. Before you go down to the G spot, which is where the bar I went to. Oh, is if that want, where they had like three songs they playing had at three, once? They have a convenience store connected to a back room where people did like karaoke and like drank. And then they had a restaurant portion where every chair was different. Every color was different on the wall. Every, it was all mismatched, which can be fun, but not in this case because it's three songs playing in three different rooms. And it was like you walk into an instant headache. It was unbelievable. I've wow. never experienced that in my life. That sounds terrible. So th- Crossroads, No. To answer your question, <laughs> no. And if if you don't want to pick a number, that's fine. You would set a bad precedent, I would say. If I pick the number? If you don't pick a number. Yeah, I know. Fine. 300. I know. You you wanted to get out of it. I did. I desperately. It's not 300. <laughs> okay. 300's the wrong. This has been great. 300's <laughs> go. the, wrong, the wrong one. However, this is a song that I definitely don't want to cover. So I'm glad we're not oh. doing it because it's called Rainy Day Women. Do you know anything That's about that That's a whole sentence. Song? Bob Dylan was writing the whole sentences for song titles way before hardcore bands came along. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> so you don't know what that song is. Sure don't. Cool. Well, we're not going to cover it. <laughs> so the to begin, so to kick off Robert Johnson month, we're going down the highway. So not to the crossroads, but down the highway off of Bob Dylan's technically second, but his first work of original. We're going back to freewheeling Bob Dylan. Down the highway. So next week, we're going to talk the highway. We're going to talk the crossroads. We're going to talk Robert Johnson. So tune in for that. And then uh, on Thursday, we'll talk about Mix Up Confusion. We'll go into his life. And there's a Netflix documentary, apparently, out there in the world. So we're going to watch that. And we're going to talk about it and go deep. Kelly, I'll (laughs) see you next week for episode 95. Bye. Bye. I should have seen this from the start.